everyone here today. We all come to you as your children. We ask you to open our hearts and guide our paths. We also give you thanks for our forgiveness. Amen. Please have a seat. Why don't you go ahead and watch the screens and uh, let's remind ourselves about that story of David and Goliath. The Israelites were not getting along with people named the Philistines. The Philistines had many giants, one named Goliath. Goliath was big and scary and wanted to fight the Israelites, but the Israelites were too scared. In God's Word, the Bible, we read that there was a little Israelite boy named David. God wanted to use David to do something big. David's brothers were all in the Israelite army, and one day David came to bring his brothers some food. David heard Goliath and said, I will fight him. King Saul approached David and said, You can't fight Goliath, you're only a boy. But David said to Saul, I have had to fight lions and bears to protect my father's sheep. God kept me safe. David went to a stream nearby and found five smooth stones and went to Goliath. Goliath thought it was a joke, but it says in God's book, David said to him without fear, You fight with the sword, and I come with God on my side, and today everyone will know that there is one true God in this land. David pulled out a stone and put it into his slingshot. He swung the slingshot around, and the rock flew through the air and landed right between Goliath's eyes. Goliath was beaten, and David became a hero. All right, now we all remember the story. Hey, I'm Pastor Bob, lead pastor here at Christ Church, and uh, glad that you're with us today. Upper room, glad that you're with us as well today, as well as all those folks uh, watching online with us today. Uh, And we are starting a new series today called Little Kid, uh, Big Faith. And uh, uh, the goal of this series is to be able to speak to our kids because they are uh, in the house with us uh, for the next, uh, this Sunday, the next two Sundays as we do that remodeling uh, in there. Uh, but it's also about speaking to adults. And so parents, we're going to speak to you uh, during this series. Uh, grandparents, we're going to speak to you during this series. If you're an adult and you happen to know any child that has ever lived, we're going to try to speak to you as well, right? So it's for hopefully for uh, everybody. And we're going to do that by looking at the experiences in the Bible uh, that involve uh, kids and how those kids expressed big uh, faith. And it's a fundamental principle that we hope each week will be reinforced that you'll buy into and understand uh, from the Scripture. And that is as we look at our kids to understand that our kids, regardless of their age, our kids, they have faith. And their faith can do great things. That our kids are just like us as adults in that they they walk with Christ, they walk in Christ, and God is going to use them regardless of their age to accomplish great things according to his purposes. This is the Apostle Paul speaking to a young pastor, Timothy, and he says, don't let anyone think less of you, what? Because you are young. We shouldn't do that. We ought to expect, as Christ followers, understanding who God is, we ought to expect great things out of our kids. We ought to expect great faith and what God can accomplish and do through them, like defeating an incredible giant named Goliath. We look at the experience today of uh, young David uh, and that giant Goliath. We know a lot about Goliath. 
right? He was one big dude, right? So you go into the scripture and it describes him as being uh, six cubits in a span. Uh, that's roughly nine and a half feet tall. At the minimum, he was seven plus feet tall, right? So anywhere from seven plus to nine and a half uh, feet tall, the Bucks could probably use him in the series. It would be a good thing, right? Ah, they don't need him. Uh, but anyway, big dude, right? Big dude. Uh, his breastplate was uh, made out of bronze. It was layered bronze. And that breastplate weighed anywhere from 78 pounds to 156 pounds. Imagine trying to carry that thing around on your chest all the time. I struggle getting a 50-pound bag of salt down into the basement these days. Uh, this guy's carrying that around all the time, right? Uh, his javelin is described, the shaft of the javelin is described as thick as a weaver's beam, and the, uh, the head on it uh, was, weighed uh, 600 shekels, which is about 18 pounds. And remember, he didn't carry that around just to be in fashion. Uh, that was his weapon of choice, and he hurled uh, 18 pounds of javelin, right? Do you get the impression he is one big obstacle? Right, he's one big dude, right? David, in contrast, David is just a young guy. Uh, while we don't know the exact age of David, we can kind of do some, some uh, figuring out. Uh, we know, for instance, that at 20 years of age, if you were an Israelite male and there was a, a battle to, to be had, uh, the king would put out the call, and if you were 20 years old and above, you were expected to go to battle. David didn't go to battle. Right? He was not part of the battle. He didn't go as part uh, of, of the army. And so we know he was under the age of uh, 20. We also know his birth order in terms of his other brothers. And so speculation is, assumption is, given all that kind of stuff, uh, that David was somewhere uh, around 15 years old when he defeated Goliath. He was somewhere in his teens. He's probably a pretty big teenager because uh, Saul put his armor on him. But nonetheless, he was somewhere around uh, a teenager. Any teenagers in the house? No. Any parents of teenagers in the house? Where's your kids? <laughs> oh, okay, right there. Good, thank you. All right, you're going to hear that, right? Uh, no, but I mean, you get, you get the gist, right? He was asking for the keys to the donkey cart about that age, right? I mean, this is, uh, this is where he is. Okay? Uh, so, now, when we get to the story, the temptation for us uh, is to look at this biblical experience and just kind of say, oh, man, that was just a really sweet, nice story. Look at that David, that young guy stepping out there in faith and defeating that giant obstacle and just kind of leaving the story uh, right there. Well, when the reality is, this story, this experience of David and Goliath is about so many more obstacles that David has had to face in his faith for God to use him to accomplish this great outcome. That's what we're going to look at today. We're going to go really, really fast. This is like a machine gun approach because uh, pastor just worked too hard this week to find too much material in the story, and I don't know if he can fit it all in, but I'm going to try. So you're ready to get your track shoes on and go? Uh, here we go. It's about so many more obstacles of this young person doing exactly what we talked about, just displaying consistent faith, okay? For instance, it is the obstacle of identity. 
So what we got going on is we got the Philistine army on one side, we got the Israelite army on the other side, and a big valley in between. And then we got this giant who comes out every single day and intimidates the Israelites, saying, Listen, I'm a champion uh, of the Philistines, and you are only servants of Saul. Goliath comes out every single day and he casts on them an identity. He says, This is who I am. I'm a champion. And this is who you are. You are but piddly servants. That's who you are. And what do we learn? We learn that the Israelites accept that identity. They accept that viewpoint. And when Saul and the Israelites heard this, they were terrified and deeply shaken. They took that in and said, yeah, I, I guess that's, that, that, that's who we are. We are just piddly servants. Enter David. David comes bringing food for his uh, older brothers. He comes, and when he comes, he hears the champion come out and offer that same challenge that his older brothers and all the armies of Israel have heard for so many days. David comes, he hears it, but what does David, in contrast, understand about himself? David responds to the challenge and says, who is this pagan? Does he understand Goliath to be something different than the way Goliath views himself? Goliath says, I am a champion. David says what? No. No, you're a pagan. I know who you are. He identifies clearly who his opposition is in relationship to God. And he understands himself the same way, who he is in relationship to God. And that's where his identity comes from. He says, who is this pagan Philistine anyway, that he is allowed to defy who? The armies of the living God. How does David understand his self-identity? His identity is determined by his faith. He is a child of God. He's not some piddly servant of some king that's going to come and go. He understands exactly who Goliath is, and he understands exactly who he is. Parents, do your kids understand who they belong to? They are not just any kids. They are children of an incredible heavenly father. They have been claimed in the waters of baptism. They belong to him regardless of what may come up against them. You see, we're doing all that remodeling, all that work over there. Why? So that our kids understand faith. Because we know when they understand faith, they will understand who they are. And that will lead them to do incredible things. David understands exactly who he is. Because he understands exactly who he is, he is able to continue and persist and be consistent. Even though he meets the opposition, even in his own family. So we look at the family attitude, the obstacle that David runs up against. He goes to the, to the battle scene. He's bringing some more food for his older brothers. He hears the Philistine throw out the challenge, and David begins to ask the question, 
Is anybody going to fight this guy? Is anybody going to step out and go, go get it and go take the hill and fight this guy? I mean, isn't anybody? And, what, and if you do that, what would they, I wonder what they would get. Eliab, his older brother, hears David begin to ask the question that there's even the possibility that somebody could defeat the giant. And Eliab responds belittling David. Here it is. Now, as you listen to this, tell me if this isn't brothers talking, right? This is sibling stuff. Eliab, David's older brother, heard him talking to the men, and he was angry. What are you going to do around here anyway, he demanded. What about those few sheep you're supposed to be taking care of? I know about your pride and deceit. You just want to see the battle. What's the bottom line? Notice he says, listen, just go take care of the few sheep. That's all you're good for. I know, I know you're a big dreamer. I know you got a big attitude. I know you got a big pride. But you're just here for the battle. That's it. You see how he sets up an obstacle of family attitude? His older brother looks at David and sees David as somebody who can't accomplish. David... David is persistent and consistent in his attitude that God can use him and do more. And so it says he continues to walk around and ask them, the others, the same question until the question gets put even in front of the king. Here's a question. Parents, how do you view your kids? Not just whose they are, but what God can do through them. What is the attitude in your family about what you expect God to do through your kids? What can God do through your kids? Good question. What can God do through your kids? Answer, anything he wants anything he desires. I've shared with you before, when my kids were were growing up, I would go into their bedroom every night, uh, and I would just pray over them. Here's the other thing I did. I told my kids over and over and over and over again that God was going to do great things with their life. Why did you tell them that? Because I believe it. (laughs) I believe it. Jill and I often talk about the greatest thing that we could do is be a great parent who reminds our kids who they are and what God can do if they just follow him. Because he can do anything with their life. When you look at your kids, what do you expect? Young people, teenagers, David's age, when you look in the mirror, what do you expect of yourself? What do you anticipate? that God can do with you today in your life right now because he can do anything. But we get obstacles. We get obstacles like, well, wait a minute, I'm only a kid. That's what Saul did. David's brought to the king. The king says, really? You want to fight? David's like, yeah, 
Don't worry about that Philistine. I'll go fight him. Look at Saul's response. Don't be ridiculous. There's no way you can fight this Philistine and possibly win. So why is it ridiculous to think that? And why is there no possible way? Saul's answer? You're only a boy. See, he determines that David as a teenager can't do it because he forgets the God who David believes in. He forgets the God who works through David. When you look at your kids, when you look at the kids that come to this church, what do you think they can do? David continues to respond. He overcomes the obstacles. He continues to persist. And he even says to the king, King, you got it wrong. God has made me and prepared me for this moment. God has prepared me just for this moment. Even at 15 years old, God has been working in my life all the way along and brought me to this place. He has prepared me for this moment. He said, listen, when I was a shepherd out there, I was watching the sheep, and I had to deal with lions, and I had to deal with bears, and they came up against me, and I would catch them by the jaw and club them to death. Get that image. He would catch them where? Catch them by the jaw and... Any parents want to put their kids in that? He's saying, listen, God has already prepared me. I've already been through horrendous experiences, joys, sorrows, whatever. Your kids are going to go through that, and all of that is moving, God moving through their life and getting them ready for whatever the next day may bring. He has prepared David for this moment. And he says, listen, I've done this both to lions and bears, and I'm going to do it to this pagan Philistine too, for he has defied the armies of the living God. The Lord who rescued me from the claws of the lion and the bear will do what? Will rescue me from this Philistine. What does David get? This 15-year-old kid gets that God can use him and has been working and prepared him for this moment. Parents, God is preparing your kids for what he's going to do through them every single day. He's preparing them not just for some some future when they get to be 28 or 32 or whatever it is. He's preparing them for their tomorrow. He is working in their life. He is preparing them for their tomorrow. He already started preparing them when you brought them to the font and, and said, listen, they're no longer mine. They belong to him, and God claimed them as his child, and he poured into them those spiritual gifts that he particularly chose for them, knowing what was out in front of them. So here's a great invitation. Parents, do you know the spiritual gifts of your children? Do you know the spiritual gifts of your children? That would be an awesome thing to know to know their spiritual gifts and what God has poured into them so you can walk along with God in preparing them for what tomorrow is going to bring. See, so often we make the mistake as parents and do the opposite. 
we step into their lives and we want them to be like us. When the best thing we can do is allow them to be the person that God is preparing them and creating them and claim them to be. Saul does it. David says, I'll go fight. Saul says, ah, well, okay. But first put on my armor. First put on me. So that when you go out there and you do battle, you do battle the way I would do battle. David tries on the armor and says, that's not me. (laughs) I can't do that. Instead, I've got to be who God created me to be. I've got to be the person and the child that God is molding me into. I've got to do what I need to do in facing Goliath the way God prepared me, not the way you think I ought to be or the way you think I ought to do it. Did you follow that? David had to do what? Get rid of the armor, stop trying to look like Saul, instead be David. Be the child of God that God claimed him to be. And so he picked up five stones and he took a shepherd's sling and a shepherd's staff. Because who was he? A shepherd. (laughs) And when he fought the bears and the lions, he didn't fight him with Saul's armor. He fought him with a sling and a staff. That's what God prepared for him to do. You see, our temptation often as adults, especially as parents, is to try to mold our kids into our own image, to have them live up to our expectations of what we think they ought to look like and the way they ought to be when the reality is we ought to expect them to be what their Heavenly Father wants them to be. We ought to expect them to grow and be the way God wants them to grow and be. That is the best thing we can do for them. Not to be like us, but to be instead like their Heavenly Father. David says, I can only do this as a shepherd. He takes the sling, he takes the staff, and he steps out and he confronts Goliath. Goliath is that giant obstacle, and that giant obstacle presents himself as this champion, and everything in the battle is all about him. He comes out and says, listen, I'm going to put you in the ground. You think I'm just a dog? I'm going to put you in the ground. I'm going to let the birds... Uh, eat your flesh and the wild animals eat your flesh. David says, listen, you got it wrong. You don't understand what's going on here, Goliath. This battle is not about you. In fact, my life is not about me. It is all about God. There's a switch. When you look at the kids, when you look at young people, Young people, when you look at the mirror and you look at yourself, do you understand that persistent, consistent faith allows you to live a life in the image of your heavenly Father, to be the person God wants you to be? It's all about God, not about you. David says what? You come to me with a sword, a spear, and a javelin? I come to you how? I come to you in the name of the Lord of the heaven's army and the God of the armies of Israel whom you have defied. He understands he is there and his life is not his own. His life is for the purposes and the outcomes that God chooses. And here's what's great. 
he understands that God is going to use him to not simply defeat one giant. God has given him a bigger picture. Look what he does. Today the Lord will conquer you. Okay? We're going to get rid of one giant obstacle. Today the Lord is going to conquer you. That would be an incredible accomplishment. Agreed? But look how David thinks. Today the Lord is going to conquer you, Goliath. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to cut off your head. He does. And then, and then I will give the dead bodies of who? Of all of your men. How big a picture has God put on David's heart for that day. This isn't just about defeating one obstacle and one giant. David understands how big God can work in his life. Listen, Goliath, this isn't about you. This isn't about me. This is about the Lord defeating you and your entire army. And he's going to do it starting with me today. What do you dream for and expect of your kids? of what God can do through them. Let me tell you something I believe. We are doing an awesome thing as Christ Church right now as we add this big, big building, make room for people that aren't here yet, remodel for our kids. We're doing an awesome thing. But if we do that right, the faith that we encourage in our kids back there, through that faith, they will do things that you and I today don't even dream of. They will take this church to the next level of what God has already determined, the possibilities of the obstacles they can overcome and the lives that they can change. Young people in this room today, I want you to understand, I believe that God is going to use you to carry this church into the next generation and beyond. And I can't even have a dream big enough for what God is going to accomplish through you in this church. I absolutely believe that. Because God doesn't think small about your life. God thinks big. God thinks big about what he will do through you. For us, it is to understand that God has great dreams. Will there be obstacles? Will there be distractions? Absolutely. Notice that Goliath is out there, and Goliath says, Listen, my gods, I'm going to curse you in the name of my God. There are going to be all kinds of challenges, young people, to your life. There's going to be all kinds of voices that are going to try to draw you in another direction. There's going to be all kinds of opportunities for you to walk in a direction of failure in relationship to your faith. I want you to understand God is ready to equip you and empower you to listen to his voice and overcome those temptations. David did not listen to Goliath. Instead, he said, no, Goliath, you don't get it. I am here for the Lord. It's all about him. And this day and my life is a testimony and a witness to him. That's why I'm here. That's what my life's about. My life is about a witness and a testimony to him. So young people, here's the bottom line for you. Parents, grandparents, adult who may know a kid, when we look at our kids, here's the bottom line. We need to encourage our kids and equip our kids to run to the opportunity that God has. When David saw Goliath, he ran to the opportunity to defeat that obstacle. We need to get them, encourage them, strengthen them, 
and equip them so they run to the opportunity to face whatever obstacle they have to face. And we believe that God's prepared them for that. God is going to be with them in that. And God is going to empower them to do something big. And ultimately, they are going to finish the course. They are just going to finish the course of what God sets in front of them. David defeats Goliath. And when it's all done, somebody's missing a head. And it ain't David. You see, he's just a kid. But he's got big faith. And even more, he's got a big God. Our God can use our kids right where they are. Our God can do great things through our kids. Let's pray. Father, thanks. Thanks for the incredible gift of our kids. Thanks for the amazing things that you're going to do in their lives, through their lives. Help us as parents, as adults, grandparents, whatever we are in relationship to those kids, to just uh, pour into them, just to pour our lives out into theirs. Uh, Not that it's about ourselves, but that they'd be prepared, ready, equipped, even now, in whatever age they are now, to to, to be that witness, to accomplish things for the kingdom. Father, we bring our kids before you today, and we ask, use them. They're yours. So do what you need to do. Build great dreams. Create great possibilities. Guard them from all temptation. And drive them forward that they can defeat all the obstacles, even the giant ones. We commend them to you in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to ask everybody to stand with us. We're going to sing a response song. How awesome is it that God loves us so much? He has a great, awesome, amazing plan for each one of us in this room. And we do not need to be afraid. You unravel me with a melody. You surround me with a song of deliverance from my enemies till all my fears are gone. Sing that again with us. You unravel me with a melody. You surround me God. 